for the young athletes out there, um, is that something that you'd recommend them to actually consciously focus on? Is the, maybe their approach to the game or how they how they approach mistakes or whatever that might be for you? That what what the mental side of the game means means to uh, means to you? Yeah, um, honestly, that's probably more important than the physical side um, for me, at least. I put um, a huge emphasis on that, and um, you know, I would just tell young kids to don't be so hard on yourself. Just um, you know, have fun, enjoy the game. Um, you're going to make mistakes. It's, uh, it's what happens. It's, they literally call it a, a game of mistakes. So, um, like I said, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, have fun, enjoy it, try to get better. Um, enjoy your teammates, uh, enjoy your time at the rink. Um, yeah, just enjoy the game. It's, uh, it's the best game on the planet. That was Josh Norris, star rookie center for the Ottawa Senators. And you are listening to the Up My Hockey podcast with Jason Padolan. Welcome to Up My Hockey with Jason Padolan, where we deconstruct the NHL journey, discuss what it takes to make it, and have a few laughs along the way. I'm your host, Jason Padolan, a 31st overall draft pick who played 41 NHL games but thought he was destined for a thousand. Learn from my story and those of my guests. This is a hockey podcast about reaching your potential. Hello there, and welcome back to the Up My Hockey podcast with Jason Padolan. And today we are in for a treat because we have star rookie forward Josh Norris on the podcast. Uh, as of this recording date, Josh is currently third in all rookie scoring uh, and is tied for the team lead with Brady Tachuk um, in points. Uh, Josh is centering the first line in Ottawa, playing 18 to 20 minutes a night, uh, playing against all the top lines and really playing a 200-foot game and is in the conversation uh, as a Calder Trophy candidate. Uh, Josh uh, was the first time I met Josh. What a great kid. Um, Kid, he's 21 years old. What a great young man. Uh, He really seems grounded, humble, uh, and really appreciative of where he's at and, and how he got there, too. Uh, the connection for, for Josh and I was his uncle, uh, Warren Norris, who I had uh, the opportunity to play with in St. John's, uh, and we were also roommates. So uh, Warren, uh, Warren's brother, Dwayne, is Josh's dad. Dwayne had a great pro career himself, and I heard many stories about Dwayne uh, while living with Warren. So uh, it was quite uh, ironic here the way this came, came together. Uh, you know, Warren had texted me one, one day, and I said, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to have a chat with Josh. And he says, oh, I'm sure he'd do it. And uh, legitimately, like 10, 12 hours later, I, I, uh, I had Josh uh, in an interview the other day off in Vancouver. So... Uh, it was a pleasure to spend some time with him. As you'll hear about his story, um, he keeps up uh, bringing up mindset and how important that aspect is to his game and, and uh, the other intangibles of the game that some young athletes might, might not consider. So it was, uh, it was a pleasant conversation for me. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, was, it was fun to, to talk to somebody who's in the league right now and going through what they're going through. Uh, not only for his first tour through the league, but you know how he's doing it in the bubble, the expectations on on him and on his team and on the line itself, um, play, playing such big minutes, and to hear how he's handling that was uh, was really 
uh, insightful and enlightening. So you are going to enjoy this one. Um, I'm a big fan of, of, uh, of Josh uh, after this conversation. I will be cheering for him uh, and the Sens uh, to keep developing and to keep growing and keep maturing because they have a lot of great young talent there. And uh, watching some of the highlights from from uh, Mr. Norris, this guy can really rip a, rip a puck. So we're going to see his name a lot, I believe, in the future. And uh, as that team grows, they're going to be really exciting to watch. So without further ado, I bring you uh, Centerman for the Ottawa Senators and potential Calder candidate, Mr. Josh Norris. All right. Welcome back, faithful listeners here the Up My Hockey podcast. We have a super special guest today by the name of Josh Norris. I know he's probably familiar to most of you. Um, although I am out west, some of us don't follow the Ottawa Centers. So if you live under a rock, uh, Josh is... Uh, top line center for the Sens this year as a rookie, uh, leading the team in points as we speak right now and having a fantastic rookie campaign. So welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks for having me, Jason. Hey, man, no worries. Um, I guess we should get into the backstory right away uh, and just get it out in the open there. I I, I played with and was roommates with uh, Josh's uncle, um, Warren Norris, uh, out in St. John's, Newfoundland in my time with the Baby Leafs. So uh, Warren and I, as I call him, Chucky, um, have, have been in touch through the, through, the, through the years here. And he was bragging about Josh. And I was like, man, I should interview Josh if he'd be into it. He's like, well, I'll, ch- I'll check. And anyways, here we are like 12 hours later. Uh, you were so nice to come on and, uh, and do the interview. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, no worries. I would have liked to know how, uh, I guess, Chucky was as a roommate too. That would, that'd, that'd be interesting to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Never short of words, is he? No, <laughs> he can talk to a brick wall. Yeah, there, uh, there's never a dull moment. Not, not much quiet time living with, uh, with living with Chucky. He told me to make sure that I pump his tires and, and let everyone know that he got your he you got your hands from uh, from his uncle. It wasn't his wasn't his dad. So I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, I got my size from him, but that's funny. So yeah, so let's go back. Um, First of all, I mean, you come from a hockey family for sure, right? I mean, I know, I know Warren loves it. Your dad was a heck of a hockey player, um, represented Canada real well at the international level, uh, spent some time overseas. Uh, where was your minor hockey played? And let's talk, uh, let's talk about that experience a little bit. So I, uh, I grew up in Germany um, in Frankfurt, and uh, my dad was over there uh, for the second part of his career. And um, yeah, well, I actually started in Cologne, but I was – I was really young. I was like one or two. And then he ended up signing in, in Frankfurt. And then uh, I was there for about, I think, eight years. So I, I came back when I was, I think, 10 or 11. So, yeah, I, I started in Frankfurt and it was great. I loved it. Um, to be honest with you, I miss it a lot. Uh, I haven't, haven't been over there since uh, we came back. So it's been about 10 years. But um, it was great. I, uh, I got to play with my older brother. So I played a couple of years up and um that was such a blast i uh, i love playing with him and then I actually got a chance to play with my younger brother as well on a couple occasions so it kind of um it was good for all of us and i know we really enjoyed it and especially just the whole lifestyle of uh the european hockey it's a little bit different than over here in north america and the fans are a little bit more into it and um you know have their own unique style of cheering on their teams and i know uh <laughs> my, my brothers miss that and and i miss it a lot too so i had a blast over there 
Yeah, you I mean you hit the nail on the head. When I first got over there, I mean, I went over relatively young, Josh, at like 26, 27. I was sort of caught in the minors and up and down. And I just wanted to reinvent myself, what I thought was for a season. And I got over there, and they're making up chants with your name in them, and people never sit down the entire game. And it was it was a real wild ride. And I couldn't agree with more with you. Like, I missed my time there, too. Something about the, you know, the country, the people, the lifestyle, it was um, – I don't know. It, it just, it worked for me. I really enjoyed my time there and I can imagine growing up there, but what about the, um, the hockey, you know, because I know, you know, it has grown there. The DEL is, 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 is been getting better all the time, especially with the, the development of the German program. Um, yeah. you know, that was kind of the, the Achilles heel of it. Cause there wasn't that much depth on the German side. So you'd get the imports coming in, which was real solid and you allowed a lot of imports, but the German players, they kind of fell off pretty quickly, but that's not the case as you know, with, with young Stutzel there on your team and, and some of these other players that are, that are stepping in big time, like dry and so on and so forth in the show. Um, so, what was that like being a youth player in that environment uh, coming up in Germany? It was cool. Um, well, I, I mean, I guess at the time I didn't really, I didn't really know any different because that's where I grew up and um, that's where I learned to play hockey. And, um, you know, I thought, you know, when I was there, it was really good hockey and I just loved it. And um, like I said earlier, I got to play with my brother, which helped a lot and made me feel more comfortable. So that was cool. But um, I think, you know, like you said, they've uh, taken a huge step and, developing the younger players and um and obviously timmy's with us now and i live with him and i get to see him every day and um just see how talented he is and i'm really excited for him to um see what kind of player he turns into i think he's going to be a superstar so it's uh it's exciting to kind of see the start of that process and um i mean obviously you see a guy like dry who's one of the best players in the world and uh not a fun player to to play against and um certainly not fun to be out there defending against him but it's uh I like the challenge of it and I've, um, you know, had to do it a few times this year, which has been great. And, um, yeah, there's, uh, it's exciting to see they have, you know, that Zyder kid who's picked by Detroit and, um, you know, Reichel who was in Berlin. So it's, uh, they got a handful of guys coming up and it's, uh, it's exciting to see that. Definitely. Um, there's been a lot of talk just here locally and I, I do want to touch on you playing against the league's top, top players there. I mean, you're getting top line minutes against the league's best and it's like a real nice introduction at the NHL level and, and I, I want to get there, but, um, just with the for my listeners and and the platform that we speak about it you it is you a lot of them are youth hockey players that want to get where you are right now right like that's where they want to be and they're trying to they're trying to establish how to get there and sometimes parents are trying to navigate that path too um with the cross ice hockey that was introduced to novice here locally i mean there there's so many people in canada that were so resistant to that and you know a lot of people want more games and less practice and i mean there's a lot of division on a lot of sides there what what was your youth experience like uh, do you remember growing up there in germany was it game focused was it practice focused how, how did that whole thing work um no i would say it was definitely probably more practice focused and um i i vividly remember playing like cross ice 3 on 3 for most of my time while i was over there and, you know, I don't, I don't really think they do that in the States. I'm not really sure how it is in, in Canada nowadays, but I remember, um, I just enjoyed that part so much. And I really think that it's, uh, it's very valuable for younger kids to be able to, you know, kind of learn how to play on a smaller sheet of ice and, and make plays and, um, yeah, just use their skill sets. And, um, you know, at that time when you're so young, I don't really think it's necessary to have a full sheet of ice and have that much um you know space out there i don't really think that's too valuable for them so as i don't i'm not really sure what the cutoff is for the the age from you know when they should go to full ice but um i think definitely and certainly until they're maybe 10 or 11 or 12 just um get them cross ice and you know improve their skills and 
their you know game reads and stuff like that so um i really enjoyed the the cross ice thing and um i'm sure parents i mean i mean, I think they all want their kids to play more games and um they just want the best for them i understand that but um from the kids perspe- perspective i think the way that they ran things in germany honestly was uh was really beneficial for me cool was your was your old man able to help out at all or was he too busy uh working on his profession uh, <laughs> um, not as much in Germany. I don't remember him coming on the ice too often. Um, he did sometimes, but obviously, I mean, he was playing and then he ended up, uh, becoming the general manager. So he had a lot on his hand, but, um, you know, when we got back over to the States, he coached me for, I think three or four years. And, uh, I mean, that was great. I mean, uh, those are some of the best memories that I have, um, you know, from youth hockey and, um, I miss those days a lot to be honest with you. And, um, it was, it was great for him to be out there with us. And, um, it just, uh, was really appreciative. Any, any takeaways from, from Dwayne and, you know, his time, I mean, he, and he was, he was a player, right. And I mean, I, I sure you've heard some stories and I, I'm sure he's, he's humble and doesn't tell you himself, but, uh, he, he was a heck of a player. Any, any takeaways that he's, you know, that he's, he's given you or any advice along the way that's helped? Um, yeah, I mean, he's been, you know, really helpful for me. I wish, um, I mean, I, I hate to make excuses and I don't think this is one really, but um, I wish that he was, uh, you know, played maybe in a later time and maybe he was playing in today's game. I think it would have uh, suited him a little bit better. And um, I mean, it was it was really hard to make it back then as, you know, a guy who was five foot eight, five foot nine, 170 pounds. And um, so I wish maybe he was playing in today's game, but um, I guess that's the cards that he was dealt and he did the best that he could and I uh, ended up having a really good career but um, I think from his part of it he was he always worked so hard and was in really good shape and um, you know was a good person and a good leader so I think you know those qualities and characteristics characteristics to you know give those to me I think has uh, you know been a big reason why I'm at where I'm at right now so um, I give my old man a lot of credit. Oh good for you I, I love hearing that. That's one of the things uh, I'm working with with young athletes now on you know those intangible parts of the game. You know, there's so much an emphasis on on the skill component and the and the physical component and using your facility uh, to be better. But as you know, at where you're at right now, uh, the relationships you develop, your ability to develop those relationships, your uh, the type of person you are showing up at the rink every day, what type of character position you fill in that dressing room really does matter. You know, as far as your opportunity and even your longevity. So to hear that from you at such a young age, I think that's great, and that your dad taught you those things that's amazing because you know none of us are all that fortunate right sometimes we have to learn the hard way so yeah. it's, it's good that you got it figured out uh when you came back over so uh, again you said in germany you didn't really know any different right minor hockey was minor hockey you were just doing your thing there um living living the life when you came back over and uh and then you were in the states what what was the comparison like then and where did you fit in as far as in the pecking order of uh you know 12 year olds or whatever however old you were when you, when you came back over um I fit in pretty well. I actually remember um, we came back over in, I think, like September or something. Um, so we came back over really late, and a lot of the teams had already filled up their roster spots, and I didn't didn't really have a team to go to. And, um, you know, same situation for my brother. So it was kind of hard to get on a team, but I remember somehow my dad got a hold of uh, a guy who was – his name was Len Tosso. He was coaching in, uh, in Troy, Michigan, and I think they were they were looking for another player – and so anyway, my dad ended up, ended up reaching out to him and he said, Hey, like, can you come watch my son skate? Whatever. Uh, we need a team or come back from Europe. And, um, Len was like, yeah, sure. We'll come watch him. But it was at a, it was like a stick and puck kind of, um, like 
wasn't even a trot. It was just like a skate, like kids were skating around and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, after about five or 10 minutes, I think, um, you know, I got off the ice and was talking to Len and he's like, yep, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take him right away. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, yeah, I was, I did pretty well as, as soon as I came back and it wasn't too hard for me to, to find a team. And I'm lucky that Len took me because there wasn't too many teams that were still taking kids. So, um, it kind of started there and then I played double A actually for, for two years. Um, and then I think when I was 13, I played my first year triple A and then, um, yeah, just kind of progressed from there. And cool. uh, I'm just going to slow you down for a second. So that progression from the double A to the triple A, was that cause you was triple A not available where you weren't not quite ready yet for triple A or like to talk about the, those couple um, of years? Or? No, it wasn't that I wasn't ready. Well, the first year was just kind of tough. Like I said, cause there wasn't really any teams that were yeah. still looking for guys. So, um, and then the following year, uh, my dad got the chance to basically run uh, the Oakland Gersies, which is a youth uh, association in Detroit, um, and then also had the chance to coach me. So um, it was it was for the double-A team too. So we were like, why not do this? Like, this would be a ton of fun. And I had other options to go play for Caesars and Honeybaked and other teams, but um, I think I just really wanted to play for my dad. And then the next year uh, was when he started coaching me in AAA and um, coached me until I was 15. And then, um, yeah, he kind of sent me off to uh, to a different coach and figured it was time to kind of let me go. But um, yeah, it was, uh, I had a great time with him. Hey there, just take a short break from the conversation with Josh to tell you guys, if you are new to the show, uh, about what my hockey is. Uh, my hockey is obviously a podcast, uh, but it really is a vehicle for allowing me to have conversations about what I'm passionate about, which is how to become the best player that you can be, uh, and how to help athletes do that. Uh, whether they listen to the program uh, with the questions, even we're learning some here from uh, from Josh today about some of the stuff that he used uh, during his time, whether it was in Michigan or whether it was uh, you know overseas or in his uh, in his junior days to help push him through and get him to the next level. And he keeps referring to mindset, and that was one of the things that I took away from my time as a pro. And as an aspiring young junior player who had aspirations of, of having a long career in the NHL, and that was that you have to have your head in the right place. You have to have the support cast in place to help you uh, when times get tough. And you also have to have the thought processes and perspectives necessary to take advantage, one, of opportunities, but also take to make opportunities out of what might look like adversity at the time. So these are skills, I believe. I believe that mindset is a skill. I believe that character is also a skill. I believe the ability to to uh, nurture relationships within the game is also a skill. And these are all skills that I wish I would have known and been practicing when I was playing. So I'm very passionate about these things. I, I realize that the physical skill set has to be there. But when you combine character and you can combine the ability to self-evaluate and to continually find ways, motivations, passion, and commitment to get better, uh, your game will improve. And I know on sometimes that sounds obvious on the surface but when you are in it as a player and you are rolling through the ranks and you are um, you know seemingly getting to every level sometimes it's you're lost in it and you're caught in the moment and you're taking things sometimes for granted or you're not fostering relationships that you should be or you can't see opportunity where there's adversity or you're not thinking about developing your game uh, in areas where, where maybe you should be 
you're not thinking about what type of versatility you have to add to a lineup or where you are in the depth chart and how you're going to get noticed. So uh, shining light and being intentional about our game uh, in a way that allows us to still keep it fun, but allows us to make the most out of every day and move forward, I believe, are things that can be taught. And that's what Up My Hockey is about. So if you have a team or a player uh, that wants to have more confidence, that wants to be more consistent, that wants to have a little more fun with the game and find some more fun and deliberate practice, um, there are lots of ways to do that. And Up My Hockey is one of those resources. You know, I have courses there um, that are good for individuals and for teams designed specifically for coaches to deliver to teams. Or I'm also available to come to your team program, whether it be a junior team or a, or a, or a traveling, uh, traveling youth hockey team. Uh, or an academy-style program. That is what I'm doing. Uh, that is how I'm helping. Uh, that is how I'm giving back and using my experience and my story to help others. So if you're new to the program here, that's where you can find out about me, um, my story, and what it is that I offer. And that's at upmyhockey.com, www.upmyhockey.com. Uh, Up My Hockey is sponsoring the show. That's why the show exists, so I can have conversations that matter. So if you are enjoying this one and you enjoy the content and you think this might be something for your athlete, or something you want to pursue for your team uh, or your association, by all means, look me up, uh, upmyhockey.com. Now back to the program with Josh Norris. Awesome, because not everybody has that same experience. You know, like right now I'm coaching my kids. And by the way, it's pretty cool. I didn't know that you had two brothers. So I'm, I'm raising three sons right now myself who are all hockey players. Wow. I think it, I'm thankful that we got a goalie mixed in there because it makes it not quite as competitive um, in the corners, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to to wear that hat of coach and wear that hat of dad and find that mix and you know and make sure you're giving attention to everyone. Um, sometimes I actually go the wrong way and I give more attention to the others than I do to my own kids, just because yeah. I don't want to have that bias. How was uh, how was Dwayne with you during that time? Yeah, it was similar. Um, I think if anything, he was a little bit harder on me um, than I would have liked. <laughs> um, but it was it was good for me. Um, uh, I think it made me a better player and gave me a little bit more thicker skin as a 13, 14-year-old kid. And um, I grew up pretty fast. So um, he did a good job with me, man. Um, the other kids were obviously, I think, very beneficial for him too. He, he's a hockey nerd and he know, knows a lot about hockey. And he was able to handle um, younger kids pretty well and just, um, you know, able to push them. And, um, yeah, I can't say enough about my dad. Oh, that's great. What were the car rides like home? Kind of a random question, but um, it's been a topic of a few conversations about, you know, enjoying the game one, right? Because that is why you go on the ice. Even right now, you know, it becomes it becomes real professional. It becomes a job, especially the, the type of hours you guys are putting in right now and in the environment. And to maintain that level of passion and, and fun is super important. Uh, at a younger age, sometimes kids are, are more worried about the car ride home than they are about the actual game itself. But one or one, my mom or dad might say, or you know what the comments are, was was it coaching time in the car? Was was, was Dwayne pretty positive, or, or how did how did that work for you guys? Um, I think it was a combination of both. Um, I can vividly remember there's a lot of car rides where I wanted to go home with my mom uh, after maybe not having a great game, um, and I can specifically remember there was a practice where. Uh, we were doing a drill and our defense, I think I was 13 or 14 at the time, and our defensemen weren't uh, playing physical enough or something, or they were just letting um, the forwards kind of get by them on like one-on-one -on -one drills. So my dad kind of steps in and he's yelling at all of the D, like play harder or whatever. So for some reason, I'm like the first one up in line and my dad's playing defense and I'm going on offense and he's kind of, you know, trying to show the D how to play hard and play physical. And 
I'm not thinking my dad's going to hit me or kind of do anything. And I, I try to cut to the middle and he, I don't think he meant to really, but, um, I was only 120 pounds. I was a young kid and he kind of just put his shoulder into me and I smacked right to the ice. And I was, I was so upset. I don't think I talked to him for a week, um, especially that car at home. It was just dead silent for a half hour. Um, so those are some funny memories that I have. Yeah. Um, funny now, right? Funny. Now. Yeah. Funny now. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't at the time. Yeah. Um, but I also had some great car rides with him and, um, where he's just given me a lot of advice to, to be confident and believe in myself and know that I'm a really good player. And, um, so I think he had a fine line to know when to give me confidence and to know kind of when to be a little bit harder on me. And I think it's, it's hard to tell too, when you're that young, um, as a parent, it's, I don't know, there's, there's a fine line, like I said, and you don't want to be too hard on the kid, but at the same time you want them to realize that, um, it's important to, to always work hard and just give it your best. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, uh, I assume you're not a dad yet yourself. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. no. Uh, like, well, I, I don't want to assume, but yeah, I mean, and, and now like me wearing that hat of dad and like how you said, like walking that line and how important it is because you recognize, especially being a player, right? A past player of like how important confidence is in that process, right? That the belief in yourself mm -hmm. and yet you still want to hold the bar real high on the standards and the expectations because that's important too, like you say. So right. um, all without taking away the fun. So, I mean, there's lots of th stuff going on in parents' heads for sure when they're, when they're trying to guide, guide these young hockey players, but I'm glad, uh, I'm glad Dwayne was doing a good job job there yeah. um i i thought it was interesting too you talked about i had an opportunity to play for honey baked and I had an opportunity to play for little caesars um which are two i mean really well-known um established right uh organizations in youth hockey there in the states people are seem to be in such a rush right like you know and and not only at youth level but even like that's why i want to talk about you at university of mission because university hockey isn't as rushed right like the guys that are going to junior it's like you know you're fast track and you want to get there you want to be pro um speak about patience a little bit you know like obviously you ended up being a first rounder you're playing in the ottawa right now and you didn't play at a at the at a higher level at a younger age that you could have and it didn't hurt you you know like do you think it actually helped maybe or what, what do you have to say about patience I think it's um, such an important characteristic to have, and it's it's not an easy one to kind of um, instill in yourself. I think it's something that you gain a little bit over time. Um, but yeah, when I was younger, I think that year where I, where I played double A, um, the first year under my dad, um, it was it was so good for me because you know I played a ton, and I think we ended up winning the state championship that year and going to nationals. So I mean, not that that's the end goal, but. Um, I just, you know, have a lot of good memories with, with some of those guys and my dad. And, um, I was just able to become more confident as a player and you're 12 or 13, like, you know, like what's the rush, you're not going anywhere for a long time. So, yeah. um, just become, you know, a better player and work on your game and don't be so worried about, um, you know, the next few years or, you know, scholarships or junior teams and all that stuff like that'll come. Like it's, yeah. it's really not a worry when you're that young. So. And then, I mean, you touched on the the college thing. I think that was, you know, that was really the, the, the couple of years where I grew up and became a young man and, um, you know, kind of just uh, really grew up off the ice, I think, um, especially my second year. Um, it was, uh, I wasn't new to campus anymore and um, everything, um, you know, like I said, wasn't new. So I was a little bit more used to everything. And I had some other people to talk to outside of hockey at school, which made, um, the biggest difference in the world. And I think I was fortunate because when you go to a school like Michigan, they have resources that not 
every other school has and they have people that you can connect with that will help you grow your mind and your life outside of hockey. And I think that was the biggest thing for me that I could say about Michigan um, and the relationships that I've made. And I think they've helped me um, with hockey. And I'm just so thankful that I was able to go to Michigan. It was the best two years of my life. And I just, I grew up a lot. And um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't regret making that decision. Do you mind speaking on that a little bit? Like as far as, you know, it sounds like you're speaking about life skills. You know, you're talking about growing up. Um, yeah. you know, that might mean different things to different people. It is one of the things that I preach. I mean, like for real, because like being able to manage not only your time, but your finances, be able to pay bills, find an apartment, you know, manage those relationships and find that balance outside of hockey that's going to make you a better hockey player. Like these, like all these things matter, right? In, in, a, in a big way. Uh, wh- where do you feel, uh, if those are some of the things that that uh, that you were speaking about, like where did you feel that you grew the most and, and you needed maybe that, that uh, little extra time? Well, I just feel like from an early age, and it's nobody's fault really, it's just kind of the culture that um, is in the hockey world is that, kind of hockey is everything and it's your life. And um, sometimes when you're a young kid, you can kind of base your self-esteem or your self-worth and um, your happiness and stuff like that on based off of hockey and how things are going. If you're playing well, if you're not playing well, and it can really affect you as a kid. And I think it kind of took a little bit of a toll on me. And um, yeah, I just needed some other people to talk to, to kind of get me straight and, um, you know, get my mind uh, back in a good spot. And it made the biggest difference in the world. And just, I think the biggest thing for me was it just helped me realize that hockey is only, you know, a part of who I am. It's not everything. Um, there's so much more to life. It's, uh, it's a game. And, um, ever since then, I've just been able to enjoy the game so much more and have fun and, um, do other things in life that I enjoy. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a decision that, uh, was so, was so helpful for me. Good for you. Good for you. Are you speaking about like professionals, like whether it be a sports psychologist or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was that? a sports psychologist. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's uh that's great. I mean, that's one of the things that I'm doing now, not with not with the letters behind my name, but I, I call myself a high performance mindset coach and it's I mean, about strategies and stuff and how do you how do you position your self worth, right? And your self esteem and, and confidence. Uh because I can totally relate to that as a player. You mean yeah. we already talked about uh, my time with Warren there in St. John's, like being 22 years old in the minor leagues and, you know, leading the league in goals and not being where you want to be. Like one, I had no patience Two, the only thing in my life was hockey. Right. And that was what I based everything else around. And, and you get really wrapped up in that environment and without the tools or the support factor, right. To be able to talk to somebody about that and and worry about how to, how to maybe transition your perspective or, or maybe add some, add some bad wind to your life that you're, you got some other interests, right? Like, it's tough to do it on your own at a young age. So, I mean, good it for is, you yeah. to being brave enough to step into that um, yeah. because not everybody does, you know? So yeah, awesome, awesome job that you did that. And uh, and you probably have that cre- that relationship now to go back to if you ever need someone to talk to again. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And yes. I think that's a great message, by the way, Josh, for, for some of these other young athletes out there is that um, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. There's nothing wrong with having it all not figured out, right? Right, yeah. And it's, I mean, and you, it can be a little bit confusing as a young kid and, Sometimes you just need, um, you know, one person to say a few things and it kind of just a light bulb goes off and you're good to go. So it was, it was nothing major, nothing crazy. I think I just needed more of a reset and um, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. 
Yeah, that's totally. I've heard that said before too. Like you can hear you can hear a message uh, a thousand times, but the right message at the right time can make can make all the difference. You know, from from exactly. the right person, and it's just timing exactly. a lot of times. So awesome. Well, well, how about your decision? Actually, you know what? I wouldn't mind chatting about the the uh, the national program there in the states because it is um, different than what we have here in Canada. I, I'm a former World Junior uh, Canadian <laughs> player, which is one one thing that I'm super proud of and winning a gold medal the, the year that we were there. Uh, but that team, as you probably know, was just put together ad hoc, you know, a couple months before, before the tournament, right. And then you practice mm-hmm. and then you all go your separate ways. Whereas the U S has a way different um, path to that. Um, how was your, your path there and, and what, how can you speak to that national program? Yeah, the national program was, uh, it was really good for me. It's a tough program. I'm not going to lie. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but, um, I can 100% say that I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the U.S. program. And um, I mean, it's kind of a cool situation right now. I'm playing you know, on a line with Brady, who was my line mate at the U.S. program for two years. And um, so it's kind of you know funny how that worked out. And we're having a blast right now. We really enjoy each other and, and enjoy playing together. So, um, you know, first off, that's, you know, a ton of fun. But um, besides that, the U.S. program, it was uh, – like I said, it was it was a grueling process, especially the first year, and then the second year you kind of you know start to turn the corner and, and beat a lot of teams. But the first year is tough because you're 16 and you're playing other junior teams who are you know 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, and you're kind of um, you know the first first year usually doesn't go too well and you lose a lot of games. And um, but the good part about it is they don't they don't really care if if you lose a ton of games in the USHL the first year because it's all about getting better and getting stronger and then the next year you just hit another gear and you start wiping teams out and you see the the work that you've done um and it starts to get rewarded and i was just able to learn so much about the game in such a little period of time like i remember you know coming home after certain skates or certain weeks and i would i'd be talking to my dad and i'm like man i've learned more in the last two days than i have in the last two years um so it's just a time where you're consuming a lot of information and it was uh it was a great program and um you know i miss it a lot and i miss you know a lot of the guys that we had on those teams a lot too so um i had a really fun time there yeah i was checking that out and just for uh, maybe a little bit of color uh because some of my listeners are out west and not that familiar you you have like an under 17 team and an under 18 Mm -hmm. team right so there's actually two different national teams and you you grow up together essentially but i I assume you also have to try out every year for that team but it's actually a group of players that stays on one team going through the ranks is that is that accurate yeah yeah it's just one team so there's a camp um every uh i think it's in like late march there's uh they call it top 40 camp so there's 40 kids that get invited from across the u.s and then they pick a team of uh, i think 22 guys or yeah i think 22 guys ish um, and then you play two years together. So you play the first year is U seventeen year, and then second year is U eighteen year, and then yeah, you're done after that. So it's a it's a two year program. Gotcha, gotcha. So when you are the U eighteen team, then there is a uh, there's a team underneath you though. Is it is there not? Yes. U seventeen program is trying out as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. New it's just kind of a revolving uh, right. door. I saw that you did really well in that team, uh, really well in the fact that, you know, to one of the top guys on points, if not the top, I can't remember now mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but was there any time in that process where you were like, oh shit, am I going to make this team? Well, yeah, there was because before top 40 camp, I had actually been out the whole season. So when I was 15, I broke my ankle um, actually twice in the same year. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So I think I played 15 games and I broke it and then I tried to come back a couple months later and then I kind of re-injured it again. So I was done for the year. And then I remember I had, I got cleared like two weeks before 40 camp and I didn't even know if I was going to get invited. 
and I finally got invited and I had like two weeks to get into shape. And I remember me and my dad going out in the ice and just bagging myself and trying to get Yeah, sorry you cut you out there. there. Still there? Yeah, I got yeah. you now. Where uh, where did where did you hear me last? Um, you're trying you're bagging yourself to try and get try and get ready. Yeah, for yeah. This so yeah, I was bagging myself with my dad and um, just trying to do the best that I could. And then got to forty camp and I was just like, well, I got nothing to lose. I haven't played a game in a year, so just go out and play and see what happens. And the first few games were a little bit shaky. Um, I didn't play my best, but I think it. Um, you know, just took me those two or three games to kind of find my legs again. And I ended up having, um, a few really, really good games at the end. And I think that's kind of what solidified it. And, um, I had a great first year, to be honest with you at the start, I was one of our, you know, top point guys and, um, played a ton of minutes and then ended up breaking my wrist again and was hurt. And, um, so it was kind of a band aid when I was a little bit younger and, um, but then I, I came back and had a good U18 year and obviously got drafted to, to uh, San Jose and, um, eventually got traded to Ottawa and now I'm right. here. Just take another quick break from the show to give thanks. Uh, I try to be as grateful as possible uh, for all of the support that I'm getting through this podcast. There is a ton of you who are faithful listeners who choose to tune in every day. I know there is so much content out there right now uh, and you are choosing to stick with Up My Hockey and the stories that we tell here and share. And uh, and I'm very appreciative. I'm not appreciative necessarily for me. It doesn't do anything for my ego, but I know that every time you listen, it increases the chances of somebody else being able to listen and increases the chances of someone else being able to listen. And because of that, it allows people to hear the stories of others that is going to make them better and allow them to have inspiration and potentially motivation and uh, and insight into areas that might otherwise they, they they might not be heard and it might make a difference for somebody i know it has the stories told here have made differences for people i know that i've been able to use some of the content in some of my teachings and coachings uh, that i use with my players and i know a lot of parents and coaches and athletes have been able to take away um, things from from what has been told here, uh, whether it's tools, tactics, stories about adversity, ways to handle coaches, how to persevere through through uh, through things when things aren't going right, uh, that really allows others to build and use the strength that they hear um, and use it in their own in their own careers and in their own life. So thank you for listening again. I am grateful. Uh, the gratitude is real. And, uh, and yeah, please keep sharing. Please keep talking about the podcast. Please get it in front of other people. Uh, as you know, I've never taken a sponsorship here. Uh, this isn't about that. Um, it's about getting this in front of other people. So uh, your comments, your reviews um, on social media, on iTunes, uh, wherever you can think, they do matter. And you campaigning for the podcast and talking about it with your friends matters too. So thanks again. Now we'll get back to the interview with... Ottawa Center's star rookie, Josh Norris. Yeah, well, yeah, let's get into that. I mean, the draft year's a big year. I remember I remember my draft year. It was at a time when, um, when you know, we had to find out the rankings and stuff from the hockey news, which still does exist, but that was the only thing really back then. You'd go to the, you'd go to the, the gas station and buy the hockey news and, and see what was going on. Um, with all the social media, with, with you know, the, whatever you want to read on, on your phone, a, a tap away, 
what was what was that draft year like for you uh, from a headspace side of things, and even from uh, you know the, all the all the pressures that are on it, whether it's whether it's from you yourself or from your coach or whatever. I mean, what can you what do you remember about your draft year? Yeah, I mean, I I would say it's definitely a fun year. Um, it's a year that you really want to play well and showcase yourself, and um, and obviously go as high as you as you can. Um, at the same time, I think it's um, it's a little bit you know tough sometimes. Um, I think I was a little bit too hard on myself and, um, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it was good and bad, I guess. And I'm kind of glad that it's, it only happens once and I don't have to go through it again, but, um, it was good and, and everything worked out and had a lot of fun and, um, you know, met a lot of you know really good people around the league. So, um, sure. draft, draft year was good and, and bad, I guess. Yeah, well, if you don't mind speaking on that, I think that for me, that's the good stuff. And I know sometimes it's easy to, in a, you know, in a conversation like this or in an interview to say, yeah, it was good and bad. And we don't, we kind of go over that. But like, yep. I remember, I mean, for me, I'll just tell you a quick story. Like I, I couldn't get played my draft year. For whatever reason, there was some issue with my coach that like, he just really had a hard time putting me on the ice. And so I went from like a top 10 kind of projection start. I could see myself sliding, right? I'm not getting the minutes. I'm not producing. I'm holding the stick a little tighter, right? And so there was a lot of stuff that I had to go through questioning whether I should trade, ask for a trade, whether I should stick it out there, what this was doing for my character or saying about me, right? So there was all these things going on um, because you know that there's, you know, there's a, there's a draft pick in the balance and there's also dollars and cents in the balance. You know, there's, yeah. there's other things that are at stake. So, um, what were some of the what were some of the adversities and, and what were some of the things if you were to do it again maybe how would you have handled some things differently um well i could say i think right from the start of the season i was thinking about it a little bit too much um and i, I think I, I ended up pulling my groin so i missed like the first two or three weeks of the season and um i mean that set me off or set me back a little bit so i was a little bit worried about that um kind of behind the eight ball right away um and didn't didn't really have a great first half to be honest with you wasn't wasn't playing my best was like you said maybe gripping my stick a little bit too tight and worrying too much about um the end of the year rather than just you know being in the moment and, and playing it game by game and controlling what i could um i mean that's easy to say um now but at the time it was tough um but at the second year or the second half of the year i just i said screw it and i just went out and played and um you know had more fun and the uh, the numbers you know kind of followed that as well. So if I could go back and you know tell myself one thing about it, I would just say don't don't change a thing just because it's draft year. It's you know it's still hockey. It's still just the game. Um, and then there's uh, you know a little prize at the end of the year, I guess. So yeah. um, just have fun, enjoy it, and and uh, you know just play it like any other year. Well put, well put. I, I think uh, I think that seriousness for for most guys, you know, like okay, this is serious now. Like this is, this is a big deal. Like when we get that type of, in that type of headspace, I mean, things don't go well because we're still playing a game out there, right? Whether it's for right. a million bucks or whether it's for a peewee provincial championship, right? I mean, it's like, that's where the fun has to be. And I think staying connected to that is really wise words because it does keep you in the moment. It keeps it loose. It doesn't yeah. keep it, it doesn't keep it stiff and, and tight. Um, Congratulations, by the way, on, on the 19th overall. I mean, I don't know where you're expected to go. Sometimes expect, expectations are all it's about. If you expected to go 10 and you went 19, you were probably disappointed, but still something to be proud of. Nonetheless, that's a, that's a great position. And then let's talk about that trade because um, did you have a chance? I didn't check the date of the trade. Did you have a chance to even go to camp with San Jose or were you traded before that? Um, I got to go to two development camps, but I never actually got a chance to go to main camp just because of the college rules. Um, so I, yeah, I literally never got a chance to go to main camp and I was, I was traded. Uh, so it was kind of crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. That's wild. Because I was going to say like, just even, 
you know, getting into your, your pro career now. I mean, you were, you were in the minors last year and, and got your, got your three games up and now you're looks like to be a regular NHL regular for a long time, but you're so young. Like the senators are so young just as a whole. Yeah. Right. Uh, whereas the San Jose experience would have been remarkably different to be around, you know, Joe Thornton and, and Marlowe and all these guys that have, that have been there a long time. Um, I was going to ask you what you thought the the difference was or what you felt the difference was there, but without having a chance to be around them, I guess you never really got a, a chance to know what, what, what those guys were like. Um, yeah. What was your experience with, with, uh, with your first main camp and, and going, going to Ottawa and, and trying to make a hockey team? Uh, yeah, it was a little bit nerve wracking. Um, I guess back to the injury side again, I, I, uh, had shoulder surgery, um, before the season started. So I, Jeez, this, yeah, season, two, two I know, ankles, a wrist yeah, and a shoulder, ankle, wrist and a shoulder. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So my second year at Michigan, I played 20 games and then was at the world juniors and, uh, separated my shoulder. So I needed surgery, um, got surgery right away in January and then just started rehabbing and, uh, ended up signing and, uh, I think May or so. So I had about six months to get ready for, or not six months, about four or five months to get ready for main camp. Um, and wasn't in the best game shape, I guess. And, um, I was still a little bit nervous about my shoulder. I didn't really know how, you know, that was going to hold up. And, um, yeah, camp, camp didn't go great for me. And, um, I got sent down after I think the second preseason game and, um, yeah, I went to Belleville right away. And, um, I, I think I remember starting on like the third or fourth line for the first three or four games and was playing like nine, 10 minutes a night, like not really playing a whole ton. And didn't really kind of know where I sat amongst the team. And we had a lot of, you know, really good players on there at the time. And then I think the fourth or the fifth game, uh, I remember they put me on the first power play and was playing with, you know, Drake, who I'm playing with now, uh, you know, Batherson. Um, ended up having, you know, I think three points and then kind of just took off after that and never really looked back. And um, it was such a fun year last year. We had such a good team. And um, another, you know, team that was really young with a lot of, you know, really, really good talent. And, um, we had a really good coach, you know, Troy Mann did, um, you know, an unbelievable job with us. I had a blast playing for him and, um, it was unfortunate the season got cut, you know, a little bit short. I think we had a really good chance to win it all. Um, but the group that we had, I mean, had good goaltending and good defensemen. And, um, you know, honestly, it was one of the funnest years I've had playing hockey and, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, I love what you talked about early there. I mean, being being a first rounder, first main camp, you had different aspirations, I'm sure, other than being sent down after the second game and then showing up and and not really knowing where your role was. How how, how did you handle that uh, that bit of adversity? I mean, your first taste of of pro hockey and and you know, you said you got on the power play there, but what was what, what were some of the things you were doing in practice, or how were you thinking about the game? Um, you know, leading up to that. Well, I tried not to let my position on the depth chart really change anything about my work ethic or um you know my enjoyment at the rink every day and and i can remember talking to my dad multiple times at the start of the season and he kind of kept me grounded and um you know kept my head straight so um you know he was really good with me for that i don't even know if he probably doesn't even remember that but um it was frustrating for me at the time because i wanted to to play a lot you know right away and um just kind of do my part and know where i stood you know amongst the team and I just, um, I just, you know, kept my head straight and, and put my head down and worked and, and had fun. And, um, you know, I didn't really change much. I, uh, um, I, yeah, no worries. So you were, you were, uh, you cut off there just chatting about, uh, sort of not really changing your game. You said you just try to, you know, stick to the plan and have, and have some fun and, and, and it sounds like you got rewarded. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I didn't really change a whole ton to be honest with you. If anything, I worked a little bit harder and I think, 
the staff started to realize what kind of player I was and that, um, you know, I could really skate, I could really shoot the puck and I had some good skill and, um, yeah, they kind of, they put me with good players and, um, I guess good things happen when you put, you know, guys with other good players and, um, that's exactly what happened. And yeah, I had, uh, you know, pretty decent year after that. Good for you. Yeah, I saw your stats there. I mean, pros, I mean, the AHL is a good league. I mean, it's gotten a lot younger, um, but it's a heck of a league. And uh, and you and you put up some real good numbers there. So congratulations on that on that great year. One of the Thank things you. that I can speak to is um, is that getting that getting traded. You know, what I mean, like getting traded, it can be it can be a great opportunity. Well, it's always an opportunity. I guess every new thing is an opportunity, but you never know what you're walking into, I guess. Right. I mean, you have some familiarity with San Jose, you know, the, you know, the scouts, you know, the prospects, right. You know, you know, you know, that environment. Now you're in this brand new environment. You don't necessarily know what the coaches are thinking or what they're like. And you're trying to, you're essentially auditioning, right. And you're hoping that somebody likes what they see. Um, that can be a little bit nerve wracking at times, especially when you, when you don't really know where you're fitting in or if it doesn't go the way you want right away. Right. Talking mm-hmm. about being patient. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you, glad you got your head above water there and started to kick some butt. What, yeah. uh, what was your memories of that first pro year? I mean, it's different, um, definitely different than the USHL. Um, I, I'm sure. What was your biggest adjustments to, uh, to the A? Um, I think the first five, 10 games were a little bit of an adjustment. Um, I mean, just a typical, it's like making any other jump guys are a little bit bigger, a little bit faster and, um, just takes a little bit of time to kind of find your game again and, and keep your confidence. And once I did that, I just, um, you know, I started to take off and I really, you know, I, I guess I really realized my ability to, to, you know, to skate and to be a full 200 foot centerman in the league. And I think the staff did a great job with me because, um, not that I was bad defensively before I went into Belleville, but I had some things to work on. And, um, you know, if you want to be a good, you know, a top six guy in the NHL, you need to be good defensively and be good on draws and do a lot of small things. And um, they pointed that out early and, and we had some goals to, to meet. And um, we did a great job throughout the course. And I did a lot of video and um, yeah, the, the staff was good because they were so personable and I was able to, to just kind of, you know, talk to them about anything. And um, that was good for me. So um, I'm, I'm lucky I had a staff that was as good as they were. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, that whole, I've heard you use the word versatility. I saw an interview with you before I, before I got on, and, and it was something that you mentioned that you were proud of about yourself, that you're versatile. I mean, a lot of times when you level up, um, as maybe you saw, it sounds like maybe you didn't if you got in the PP there after the fifth game, but a lot of times you have to fill a different role than what you're used to, right? Like maybe you're used to yeah. being top line and getting the getting first-line PP minutes, but all of a sudden the team that you're going to, they need a, they need a third-line checking center, and if you don't know how to do that, it, it's it's tough, right? I mean, you have to be able to do that role. So, um was it what? What was it about the defensive side of the puck, or or the faceoffs, or whatever it might have been that you that you wanted to, or they pointed out that you said, you know what, let's let's shine a light on this and try and get a little better at it. Um, I mean, I think it's it was probably just um, I never really like realized how important like boxing guys out were. It might sound really small, but once you get to the pro level, um, especially as a defenseman and, and as uh, the low center, like being able to box somebody out or just knowing. Um, you know, especially in today's game, they, a lot of teams play like a three high. So the, the, I guess the high forward will go up to the middle of the blue line and you have to be able to realize that as a centerman. So, um, nothing crazy, but just being able to make reads better and, um, you know, having a better stick and being in better positioning. So, and not being on the, on the wrong side of the puck, I think that was huge. And, um, just, I guess things that a young kid uh, would need to learn to get to the next level. And, 
um, just as, as any other kid needs to, to go through to get there. So, yeah. um, yeah, just, just small things like that. I love you talking about making reads there. Cause a lot of people don't even wouldn't use that in the same sense of speaking about defensive, right. To being able to make that read and understand where to go. And also I'll, I'll add in there to manage risk, right? Because somebody who's mm-hmm. probably as tuned in as you are to the offensive side of the puck. And that comes real naturally. You're seeing, you're seeing opportunities to get on the wrong side of that guy and to maybe bust for that hole. Um, and again, at the pro level, that can get you in trouble, especially when you're not winning hockey games. How uh, how was DJ with you? And I'm not saying you've done that this year because I haven't seen you play every game. But I mean, mm-hmm. people are going to make mistakes, plain and simple. I mean, how how has DJ handled this young roster and uh, and handled you in particular? DJ has been great. Um, I think he's he's been really good for me, and he's been really good for all the, all of our young, other young guys. And I think I'm, if I'm just talking about me personally, I think he's helped me, you know, play a little bit more physical and, and play harder and, and realize the size and the strength that I have to go along with my skating and my hockey sense. And it's um, allowed me to become really, really good defensive player at, at this level. Um, so I, I think DJ has just helped me kind of turn my intensity up a little bit. And I think that's something that you, you obviously need when you get to this level and, you know, guys like Patrice Bergeron and, um, you know, Kopitar and Couturier and, you know, all these guys who are, you know, really good 200 foot centermen they uh they have those you know characteristics so um yeah. those are some guys that i really like watching and um you know even a guy like bo horvat in, in vancouver i really like too so um those are some guys that i like to watch and, and model my game after yeah good for you and they take pride in it yeah right you mean exactly. like you have to care i mean you do have to care you have to care about about what's going on down there because i interviewed david quinn i mean head coach of the rangers i'm sure you know and and he he said defense is a de- is a decision yeah. You know, it's like, do you want to do it? Everyone can do it, but you have to want to, right? And if you take some pride in it, then you're going to gain that coach's trust. And for all the young guys out there listening, that's a great way to get more ice time is to be reliable, right? And be trusted by your coach. And he's going to want to throw you out there. Um, yeah. How about face-offs? I mean, I've talked to a few centermen, Derek Ryan being one of them, uh, Jerome McGinley being another one um, that comes to mind recently. Like just the importance of that skill of being able to win a face-off. Um, where do you think you're at in that pro- progression? And uh, and I assume that was a bit of a big challenge coming into the NHL level, playing against the best of the best. It was. I've um, I know I touched on it earlier that I that I worked on in Belleville, but it's, it's always something that I've been really good at. Um, you know, starting from the U.S. program to Michigan um, to Belleville. Even last year, I had good numbers, and then this year, I think I'm hovering right about 53 percent or so, which is which is pretty good. And in, in my first year. Um, but it's very important. And I think I've gotten a lot more ice time from it because of it this year and um, to win some, you know, defensive zone faceoffs and whatnot. And um, I think DJ trusts me now to, to know that I can win some big faceoffs. And, um, you know, as a player, that's all you can ask for is, you know, trust from your coach and to know that he believes in you to, to go out there and, and do what he asks of you. So um, if anything, I think it's uh, just something that can get me some more ice time and it's uh, it adds more value to my game. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, and you're playing huge minutes, man. Like I was checking your minutes out as a rookie, like 19, 20 as, as a as a first line center. Like, congrats! Like that's that, that might be more minutes than I played my entire NHL career. So I'm definitely jealous. Um, I, I, I love I love seeing that. Uh, what about? What about the mentorship aspect and the leadership aspect? Like there is some, you know, mid twenties, older twenties on your team, a, a few, you know, uh, I think there's a, a nice advantage of having a young team. Like you said, you're really familiar with, with the Chuck, you're familiar with Batherson from the minors, right? Like, so there's a core group of you guys there that, that are kind of the spoon or the straw that's stirring the drink, which is cool. Um, 
but there's also doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of league experience maybe you know like that that's kind of being that voice in the room or if there is somebody who is that and, and who are you looking up to right now in that locker room yeah well i think we're in a unique situation um i feel like our team's built um a lot different than some other teams in the league that are a little bit older and um, you know, it's cool for us younger guys too. We're all kind of going through this together and there's a, a really big handful of us that are, um, you know, going through it, um, which is great to see. And we have some older guys that, that have been great. Um, you know, I know they're not here anymore, but uh, a guy like Eric Branson was great and he was very vocal in the room and helped me out a lot, um, especially defensively. And then, um, you know, one of, one of my favorite guys that we had this year was Derek Stepan. Um, you know, unfortunately he's not here anymore and got injured, but, um, Man, I, I loved, uh, you know, being at the rink with him every day. He was so fun to be around, uh, always in a good mood, cracking jokes, um, and just was a really good pro. So, um, and, and he was vocal in the room, too. So um, those are, are two guys that we lost, but two guys at the time that were, um, you know, crucial for our locker room. Yeah, no, good points. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I just remember my time in, in back playing, and, and there is an element of, like, understanding how to be a pro you know, like for lack of a better word, right? I mean, you can have the talent, you can have the tools, but like, what does it take to be an NHL or to be, to be a professional hockey player when you have those guys that that's why I was really curious to hear about like a Joe Thornton or a, you know, whoever that's been there for so long and how they carry themselves and what that could, could teach you. Um, but Hey, I mean, that's the thing. Every place is a different, unique experience in the NHL. And the fact that you are in such a young team, I'm sure you're grateful for every day. You I mean, you're putting up huge minutes and you're earning your ice, but in a different organization, you, you I mean, there's going to be a guy in, in your role right now. You know, there's going to be a guy that right. you're going to, you would have to be playing underneath. Um, so you're getting those minutes. It's awesome to see. And it's really great to see the strides your team has play has made this year because of that, like the growth you must've seen, um, just for yourself as the collective and then maybe you as an individual, can you speak to that a little bit? Like how you guys are getting, seems like you're getting better every day. Yeah. Well, and I think you can see that sort of the second half of the season too. And um, even just the last two games, it's a, I know it's a small sample size, but um, you know, we've added a couple of younger guys and um, you know, Pinto and uh, Jacob Bernard Docker, who um, you know, are going to be really, really good players for us for a long time, I think. And um, you know, Matt Murray's back in net now after, you know, being injured for a while. And it seems like he's found his game again. And, um, I think when you watch us, you can just tell there's, you know, there's a maturity that we've gone through this year. And, um, I think we're understanding how to win games late in the third period. Um, you know, and not sit back on our heels. I think that's something that we were doing a little bit too much at the start of the year. We'd have the lead, lead in third and we'd kind of come out in the third period and just lay a goose egg. And, um, I think we've grown a lot from that point. And, um, yeah, we just want to keep building off that right now. There's a lot of confidence in our, in our team and in our room. And we know that we have a lot of, you know, good skill and, um, you know, guys who play a 200 for a game. So it's, um, it's just fun to be a part of right now. And I hope that, you know, we can really close this, close the season out on a good note. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm praying, uh, praying and cheering for you guys too. It's looking great there. And just for the listeners too, I, I never mentioned it here. I mentioned it to Josh before, but I played with DJ for two and a half years, their coach in, in St. John. So it's awesome to see the success now that, that he's having and having the head job there in Ottawa, which, uh, which I know he deserves after his time there in the OHL and, and, uh, and, and playing shotgun there to, to Babcock for, for a while in, uh, in Toronto. So great to see him having success there too. Um, your personal success, man, like you're hot right now, seven points last four games, you know, 10 points in the last eight. Uh, is this the best you think you've done personally uh, at, at the NHL level so far? I do. Uh, I think I just, 
I feel more comfortable now and um, I feel confident with the puck and I feel like I can just go out there and be myself and make plays. And I think the last probably six or seven games, um, you know, I've scored some goals where I've just beaten goalies clean and uh, I'm starting to believe in my shot a little bit, a little bit more. I know I've, I've always had a good shot, but um, once you get to the NHL, it's a little bit different. And then once you kind of start, um, you know, scoring a couple, it gives you confidence and you just want to keep shooting. And um, yeah, so I, I could say that's uh, it's a very fair statement. The last, you know, couple of weeks have been really good for me and definitely the best stretch of, uh, of this year, I, I believe. Yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, I noticed the uh, I noticed that shot. Holy smokes, you got a Howie going right now. And it also yeah. seems like you got you like top glove. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Let your secret out, but I guess it's not hard to it's not hard to tell you. But you've been putting that that puck top cheese real nice uh, lately, and you guys are really rolling. You mean playing with Brady? It, um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun team to watch. You guys are playing with energy and. Uh, and geez, uh, next year looks interesting. Like you said, close the season out hard. And, you know, I mean, obviously we're looking for the next year and everyone knows you guys are in a bit of a rebuild, but, uh, but that rebuild can happen fast, especially in this league when it, when it is young as it is and you guys get some experience under your belt and, uh, it could be, yeah. uh, it could be a fun thing for, for a lot of years to come. I mentioned earlier, you talked about playing against the top, top players, um, and yeah. talked, mentioned Leon Dreisaitl and what a challenge he is, uh, playing in that North division this year. I mean, that is a bit of a difference, I guess, from a normal NHL campaign. You're playing the same teams all the time, so you're not getting a chance to play against Sydney and uh, Ovechkin. And, you know, I mean, obviously there's other big names that are out of those divisions too, but I know those were some of those players you were watching growing up and idolizing. Um, yeah. Who are some of the toughest players to play against this year? And who have, have you had any, like, wow moments, you know, <laughs> stepping into the league of, like, I can't believe I'm on the ice with this guy? Well, I mean, the first two guys that stand out to me are uh, McDavid and Drysaddle. Um you know, I think McDavid's, you know, by far the best player in the league. I know I haven't played against uh, any of the American, you know, teams, but um, just from the Canadian division, it's uh, it's pretty evident that he's uh, head and shoulders above everybody else. And sometimes it seems like he's not really human and um, does some things that are uh, pretty special out there. And uh, I can remember, I think it was our, my first time in Edmonton this year. It was maybe our seventh or eighth game. And we were playing Edmonton and um, I was excited to, to play those guys. Obviously the first time on the ice with McDavid and Drysaddle and um, just wanted to have a good game. And I think um, the first six or seven minutes, we were down four or five, nothing. They both had, I think, four points in the first period. And uh, I think Drysaddle ended up having six points in the game. McDavid had five. And um, that was kind of my, I feel like, welcome to the NHL moment. Like, wow, like these guys are, are unbelievable. And um, it was just cool for me to see that. But, there's a there's a ton of good players in this division. Uh, Matthews is is really hard to play against. He's a horse. Um, you know, Marner's uh, he's nifty. He's like a little snake out there. He's smart. Um, so there's a uh, there's a lot of good players in this division, and it's uh, it's fun to to keep, uh, compete against them every night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, from a competitor side, uh, meaning. I'd like to know how you how you do that. So you're a young guy in the league. You play against these guys who are, you know, you idolized, I guess I would say, growing up. I mean, you know there's some of the best players on the planet. You get your ass handed to you in the first period. You're probably dashed three or four. You're rattled. But yet you got to compete against these guys. Like, what did you take out of that other than I know these guys are good, but I know you got to come back as the NHL and try and figure out a way to to be competitive with them. What was your takeaways from that first experience? Um, well, I mean – I it was tough. Like, I mean, I don't really know. I was a little bit confused after the first period. I'm like, what the heck just happened? This is, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Like I've never seen anything like this before. And, um, I was like, man, I'm, I'm not surprised that this is what they do to, to other teams every night. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It's the NHL. It's, uh, 
next game's a new game and you have to be ready to play. And um, it doesn't matter what happened, um, you know, last game or a few games ago or even, you know, last period or, or last shift. It's uh, kind of your next shift up mentality. And I think I've adopted that a little bit more, um, you know, the last month or so. And I've just kind of um, focused focus on controlling what I can control and um, just being in a good headspace. And um, I think I've learned a lot over the course of the year to not get too down on yourself, not get too high on yourself. The game is a, it's a very fine line and sometimes it doesn't really give you much and you got to be patient. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very tough league, but I think I'm, I'm doing all right and uh, I'm, fi- I'm finding my way. No, you're doing great, man. You're doing you're doing awesome. You mentioned the things you can control, which I love, because um, that is some of the stuff that I teach and some of the stuff I talk about. And one of one of the things you can control is your preparation, uh, which I found as a pro was one of the things that I was kind of always tweaking and that I didn't really understand. You know, I thought I understood it at junior, but I didn't really get it. I thought I understood it at certain levels, but I didn't really get it. And it evolved as as my career continued. Uh, what what does your preparation look like for a game? And is there anything that you've added to it since you've become an NHL that you've learned from somebody else? Um, well, I try not to be super superstitious. That's the first thing. Um, I mean, I have a couple of things that I do physically before the game just, just to kind of get my body ready. Um, some shoulder work, some hip work, and then a couple of stretches that I like to do. But other than that, not a ton. Um, I do visualize a little bit before the game. Um, you know, for example, just visual, visualizing what I want to do. If it's winning a faceoff, or um, you know, visualizing myself on the power play taking a one timer from where I've been scoring lately. Um, just things to kind of get myself in the right headspace and um, to have positive thoughts, and and you know, hopefully, I can carry those through to the game and. I find most times when I, when I'm able to do that, I just, I feel a little bit lighter and I feel not as stressed and um, I just feel better about myself. So I think, you know, visualizing is definitely something that, um, you know, a, a lot of, you know, younger kids should do. And um, I think it's great. Yeah, I found, and I don't, I don't know if you can speak to this. I know everyone's different. I, I, I liked it, it. I think it's natural to visualize the goals, right? The offense and like beating guys because it's fun, right? It's like a little highlight reel in your head. But I found when once I start to take it more as a, a professional approach, let's call it, is I started to visualize the defensive side of the of the puck. You know, like where I should be off a draw, what my read should be if the defense has and is coming around over to my wing. You know, like those types of things. So when when the game happened, um, it was more natural for me to do that because I've seen it before, I've done it before. So I I included that as as kind of part of my my preparation on the defensive side of the puck. Is that something that you do? Is that something that, that you've been doing? It is, and to just add on that, it's the visual visualization. I can't even say the word visualization <laughs> part isn't isn't something that I just do before the game, but um, it's kind of something that I do during the game, honestly, like in between shifts. Um, and I just I come back to the bench and I try to self center um, myself and just get ready for the next shift and focus on my breathing. Um, I think that's a huge part of focus on my breathing and kind of learn that if if I can control my my breathing and uh, my heart rate and, and get it to come down as quick as I can. And um, that helps me mentally too, just kind of relax. And um, sometimes I get wound up during the games and I just kind of need to, you know, recenter myself. So um, that's, that's something that honestly I think is is super helpful for me. And um, I think it's really, uh, it's really been helping me a lot. 
Yeah, good point. Really good point. Because like I said, as you're as you're controlling your physiology, your psychology is also being controlled, right? Because that's where right. you're putting your focus on and and it gives you that moment to pause and reset and and a real, real good um tool for, for people after they've made a mistake. I'll just add, I'll put my coach hat on for a second because sometimes we have a hard time parking that, right? Like we we go over yeah. it and we're we're obsessing over it. Now the next shift we have we have a bad shift because of our last shift, which is the last thing we want to happen. But if you if we're able to to settle down in that moment to either replay that thing and do it right and then just repeat and then reset you know like get some reset process going on the bench then we come out new start get going um and that allows you to move on from those mistakes because the last thing you want to do is turn one mistake into two mistakes because you'll end up right beside dj for the rest of the game (laughs) (laughs) yeah you don't want to be there (laughs) (laughs) not a good spot to be um you know what, man? You've been an amazing guest. I mean, really appreciate your time. I said we'd go here for an hour, um, and we're right at 57-minute mark. Um, so you're an all-star guest, man. You're you're having an all-star type season, and uh, you're starting to get, garner some some rookie some rookie talk amongst the Calder um, discussion. How important would that be to you to be on uh, to be on that nomination list at the end of the year? Um, yeah, I mean that that would mean a lot to me. Um, I've put in a lot of work and. Um, I've worked on my game a lot and, um, uh, not only the physical side, but like I've talked about, uh, for the last hour, the mental side too. And, um, yeah, it, it would mean a lot to me. I've, um, you know, I've been fortunate that I've played with a lot of really good players this year and, um, they've put me in, in good spots to succeed. And, um, I think that's all you can ask. Maybe on a closing note, we'll just, you mentioned um, the mental do the best that I can. Oh. Sorry, you, you cut oh. out there. You cut out there, so I didn't mean to cut in on you, but I, th- I thought you were finished where, speaking. Sorry, where did I cut out? Um, you were just—you just said that you've been playing with a lot of great players this year, and you, yeah. and you owe a lot of your success to them. And um, and yeah, and I was just going to say, maybe as as a close, you you were talking about you've mentioned the the mindset, the mental side of the game for the young athletes out there. Um, is that something that you'd recommend them to actually consciously focus on? Is the, maybe their approach to the game or how they, how they approach mistakes or whatever that might be for you that what, what the mental side of the game mean, means to uh, means to you? Yeah. Um, honestly, that's probably more important than the physical side. Um, for me, at least I put um, a huge emphasis on that. And, um, you know, I would just tell young kids to don't be so hard on yourself. Just, um, you know, have fun, enjoy the game. Um, you're going to make mistakes. It's, uh, that's what happens. It's, they literally call it a, a game of mistakes. So, um, like I said, don't be too hot on yourself. Um, have fun, enjoy it, try to get better. Um, enjoy your teammates, uh, enjoy your time at the rink. Um, yeah, just enjoy the game. It's, uh, it's the best game on the planet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know what, the game starts by somebody losing the face off, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's the and game. It's going to be you. Yeah, exactly. And some night is going to be you. No, man, thanks again. Um, we'll cut her off here. Uh, hope to stay in touch and, and I'll definitely be following you. And uh, and like uh, if uh, maybe we'll have Timmy on here one of these days, too, and he can share his time with the Adler and we can talk old Mannheim stories together. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he'd love to come on. <laughs> Perfect, man. All right. Best of luck. I guess tomorrow you're playing Vancouver tomorrow. Uh, nope. We, uh, just have practice tomorrow and then we play on Thursday. Okay. Awesome. Well, awesome. We didn't get into the yep. bubble, but, um, you know, we'll, maybe we'll save that for next time. Cause I know it's been a weird existence for you guys, but, uh, best of luck the rest of the way. And, and, uh, we'll be watching against Vancouver, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jason. Cheers. Thank you for being here today and sticking around to the end of the interview with Josh. Uh, what a mature young man Josh is. Holy smokes. Uh, really great perspective on where he's at, on how he's got there 
uh, what it's going to take for him to move forward. It seems like he's learned how to be a professional at a real young age. And, uh, you know, congratulations to everyone who's been a part of his development to date. Uh, you know who you are. I know he spoke very fondly of his dad. Dwayne, Dwayne, if you happen to listen to this, awesome job. Uh, seems like your time together was, was well spent uh, on the ice and off. Uh, spoke very highly of his time in Michigan uh, and his time within the, uh, within the national team program. So, you know, c- congrats to, uh, to the American USA hockey there and John Van Biesbrook, my old teammate who's, who's heading that ship. Uh, seems like the U.S. really does have a great thing going. Um, as a Canadian and as a faithful Canadian, uh, a loyal Canadian, uh, I, I obviously loved wearing the Maple Leaf and I love representing Canada. Uh, but I do believe that we, at this stage, we can learn from what the American program is offering. They're producing some great talent, some great players, and, all, and also it seems like they're producing great people. Uh, from my experience with, with Josh, it seems like you know there's, there's some really good people coming out, out of uh, uh, south of the border, and, and that's a testament to the programs and the coaching uh, that they've been surrounded by. So uh, I'm a massive, massive believer in developing the person. Uh, I know I, I do that in my own coaching. I, I do that, try to do that in my own hockey teams. And, uh, and when we develop the person, we really develop the athlete. Uh, the intangibles involved in the people skills, you know, the, the personal development, um, those intangibles make you a better player. So as sweet as your hands are and as hard as your shot might be, if you don't know how to navigate um, a relationship, know how to navigate a dressing room, how to develop um, uh, you know, trust with your coach, and how to, how to deal with adversity, and how to, how to deal with mistakes, how to, how to persevere when times are tough, um, you're not going to be able to make it, right? At least not to where you want to go. You're going you're gonna to get somewhere, but you're not going to unleash that entire uh, bandwidth of potential that's within you. So, uh, thanks again, Josh. Thanks again for being such a campaigner uh, of mindset. I had no idea when we started this conversation that, that we were going to be able to talk about mindset and the mental aspect of the game and how important it is to you and to your development. And uh, obviously, that's almost like a commercial for, for what I do because that's one of the things that I believe in. Uh, mindset is uh, the new age of the game. That's where I believe players have the greatest advantage available to them. Everybody is focusing on skills. Everybody has a skills coach, a power skater. They're working on edges. Uh, the, the physical side of the game, the physical realm is being explored more heavily than it ever has been. And I think your greatest difference maker is, uh, is your approach and what you're doing off the ice. What kind of tangibles are you bringing to a locker room? And, and where are you finding the one, two, three, four, five percent difference uh, that's going to allow you to separate yourself from the crowd and I believe that is between your ears and I believe that's that's your approach so thanks again Josh for joining us today uh really appreciate it look forward to the talk with Tim and uh and maybe Josh if you are still listening uh that you should go rattle your coach uh, DJ's chain there I sent him an email the other day and I haven't got back to him so you make sure that that he gives me an email back so we can have uh, have a conversation too so until next time Senators fans uh play play hard keep your head up